Trevor is back in the studio. Kyle Bowen, he's been here for about a month. And Sippin' on a 40 is about to release its second episode in what, seven days? Yeah, this is consistency, man. This is consistency right here. Is, is this what Two you were looking for? Back to back weeks. This is fantastic. Th this is what you were looking for, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm proud of you, man. And you know what? Silky and filthy. You know, NHL news is at a bit of a standstill. Life's a little busy right now, so that's taking, I guess, a slight pause because this is like the second week not doing that. But instead, we're doing sipping on a forty. Got lots of Canucks stuff to talk about, man. I I'm excited. There's a lot going on right now in terms of the Canucks. There really is. We'll be talking about what Anson Carter and what he said about that that non-extension way back when. And let's bring up Max Kellerman again. Why not? Why not? Let, let's see how we feel a week after. Because I feel as if Trevor and I, and to a, to a flaw sometimes, we agree on a lot of the same things. And uh, that that leads to, to no real arguments and not real good radio. What are we doing here, Trevor? You got to hate my opinions more, bro. I'm yeah. just joking. Fuck that shit. Be yourself. I'm going to be myself. This is Sipping on a 40. Vancouver, Vancouver, Vancouver. What's up? Man, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight in Vancouver, all my real fans. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Sippin' on a 40. My name, Kyle Bowen, K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. And that's Trevor Beggs. Yes, Sippin' on a 40. Two episodes, one week. Vancouver's best podcast about the hockey team that you don't know about. Well, I guess you know about the hockey. It's just the best hockey podcast out there, okay? Out of all, what, 742 in the city? This is the best. Why? Because I feel that way. You know, I've been listening to Kendrick Lamar. I, I'm allowed to say that, right? I'm allowed to feel like that. Who cares? Except you give less of a fuck than any other Canucks podcast, and that's why it is the best, man. No fucks given. Some people give too much of a fuck. No, there's a lot of irony in that statement, okay? I give less of a fuck, but I, I promise you, I, I give more of a fuck. Oh, wow. You, this, you get this that, is news right? to me. I do get it. I do get it. I see that's what you pretty mean. deep, buddy. That's pretty deep. Okay, on today's episode, we're going to talk about Anson Carter and his comments about that, that non-extension. Way back when, what, what, what year was that again? Was that 0506? It was the summer of 2006 where reportedly, according to Anson Carter, the Canucks basically gave him a shitty offer and he, he believed it was because of his race. And now this is something Anson Carter's gone through his whole life. He, If you listen to that interview, he talks about even, you know, he was drafted in the 10th round and he thinks he should have gone higher, you know? And he gets traded. The joke on the program was that he gets traded for all these superstars. He's been traded like... For Yager. Yeah, Yager was maybe Joe Thornton one of the trades. No, I don't think Joe Thornton's one of the trades. No, no, no. There, there's a few out there where he's been traded for stars. And yeah, Anson Carter just felt like he's, I guess, been wronged his whole career. And that wasn't privy to, you know, just outside of Vancouver because it happened here apparently with Dave Nonis as well. Uh, what Anson Carter said, if in case you haven't heard it, basically he said that the Canucks offered him 100000 more on his $1 million contract after he scored 33 goals and was named the team's most exciting player. And if that isn't case true, and it was because of race, I mean, that's, that's pretty you. brutal. Fuck that's you. brutal. And you know what? We'll never know. We'll actually never know. That's the thing, but, right? but in this case right now, it's 2020 now, and I think that we should just listen. Listen. And not And not just jump to conclusion that that Anson is, is thinking out of his ass. You know what I'm saying? Just listen. Listen. It, it may not be true. We'll never know. But we need to listen to these stories. We do. 
Now, one thing that he really did say that, that, that you know, made me chuckle, it, it made me look back at the stats. Now, you're, t- you're talking to or you're listening to Henrik and Daniel's biggest fan, biggest Dan. I, 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 I ride for those guys. Real talk. We're talking about twins who played their whole career in my city, Vancouver, did what they did, did something so magical, winning scoring titles back-to-back years in professional sports. They did that as twins in our city. I think that's special. That's unique. That is history in the world of sports. A lot of a lot of love for Henrik and Daniel. But Anson Carter, when he said that he was, you know, pretty much amazed that that's how much the Rays was offered, a hundred thousand dollars, and and all the credit was given to Henrik and Daniel. He he said something amongst the lines of what? Here's the quote right here. What did they do before me? Basically, here here's what he said. He he. He, this is the quote from Carter. I told Pat Brisen, I love it here. I'm going to take three times two million if they want to come to the table at that. Pat Brisen said, nope, but we're working on a Danny and Hanks deal because he was also representing the scenes at the time. And then here's what Carter said. I see. I said Danny and Hanks deal. What have they done before? <laughs> Ooh, because what did they do before Anson got there? Now, in 2004, because 2004, 2005 was a lockout. In 2004, Henrik Sedin's campaign you know only gave him what 42 points 42 points daniel sedin i, I don't know I, I don't have that page in front of me we don't, we don't have yeah, a producer 54 here. points 54 yeah. points so they're good players they're good players but i think that is a just a fair argument like i i understand where he's coming from it's like what the fuck are you talking about i just scored 33 goals 33 goals genos he's the goal scorer regardless of henrik and daniel saucing this guy up giving this guy tap-ins at that point of their career and carter's it just it's just not fair to say that you know everything was because of henrik and daniel if you look at the stats if you want to take it to an arbitrator like he has a he has a he has the right to question that that small ass yeah. race what I mean, the fuck is going on I, here? I understand why he questioned and, and i do think again if it was a 1.1 million dollar offer yeah he was definitely slighted but i think he's conveniently leaving out the fact that he was on the wrong side of 30. we're talking about guys gonna be 33 the next season the sedines were right in their primes second and third overall pick there's the organizational attachment there too i mean carter kind of conveniently left about that and then in the interview he's basically he's insinuating almost that the, that the sedines you know like he didn't understand why they were getting a raise like but there was certainly reasons there why they got the no, raise. there were reasons why that and the canucks were proved to be right in the end I, again you just hope that they were proved right because the scenes are great hockey players and not like they were proved wrong by carter because of you know racist intentions or something yeah, like that yeah 100 percent. and we'll again we'll never know but it is the time to listen listen to all black players and just listen to their stories yeah 100 percent and don't immediately assume that they're just that they're just lying if he were to feel that way he would know and pat you said brisson i think it's brisson okay brisson real talk isn't it pat brisson yeah, brisson yeah you're brisson. right that's yeah. it brisson yeah that's terrible yeah meanwhile canadian we, we do that french we learned in that french anyways he's representing henrik and daniel he knows that they're getting a slight raise he knows it's probably not going to work out numbers wise for carter in vancouver yet he also didn't he also say that he might have the same assumption as carter yeah he, no they basically agreed that they had the same assumption i mean if you want to go with the rest of the quote here um carter goes on to say how are you voted the most exciting player by the people in vancouver and you have to prove it again i said check my stats breeze i said breeze i know what's going on here and breeze said i know what's going on too and carter said okay, I'm done. I'm out of here. And then he goes on to basically 
kind of balk at the fan base because he thinks Vancouver fans ripped him without knowing what goes on behind the scenes, which is completely true. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes, so... We don't know what goes on behind the scenes, and we also, again, we're infatuated by Henrik and Daniel. You got to remember, man, those guys were twins. Just a remarkable spectacle. You can never check that away from Henrik and Daniel. They were athletes as twins on the same team doing crazy things, and that was the first year we got to witness them take the next step. Henrik got 75 points. Daniel probably had around the same amount. You know what I'm saying? So they took that next step, and we all, again, we, we know, we know they made the right call as far as which players to choose obviously and and pay because henrik and daniel are arguably first ballot hall of famers and their careers just took off afterwards it's just that i get where carter's coming from when he's asking those questions like most exciting player i scored 33 bingos and you're only coming at me with a one hundred thousand dollar raise well you know what we have to do a little bit more digging if you want to we have to look at what the cap was like back then it this this again we'll never find out if this is a race thing we really won't we really no. won't we we won't the cap was small back then it, it wasn't it wasn't the easiest thing to sign all these guys especially henrik daniel another 30 goal scorer these guys were targeting luongo you know what i'm saying there, there were a lot of things going on it's just that as as someone is doing a lot more listening i just i just think that everyone should be doing the same thing you don't got to tweet at Carter and say, yo, you have no right saying this, blah, blah, blah. You're just saying this because of the climate. That's some bullshit. That's some bullshit. We, we won't understand what a black player in the NHL goes through. We won't. We'll never get it. Yeah. No, you're completely Especially right, Especially in that time. So if he felt that way, you, you damn right he had every right to feel that way. And go to that assumption it's just it's a different life it's a yeah. different life so carter we, we hope that wasn't the case we really do because that would be a fucking stain on the city of vancouver yeah you know what people probably forget like lost and all this is like carter was a fucking good hockey player man he was a, he was an exciting hockey player and yeah, on my first memories i don't really remember him in boston that was edmonton uh, yeah. a little before my time but yeah he was a beast for edmonton man he was a beast for edmonton he had two straight seasons with uh, more than 25 goals he had what by the time he came to Vancouver, he already had uh, more than four 20-goal seasons. Four 20-goal seasons, I should say. So, I mean, yeah, he was a hell of a hockey player, man. Played on the edge, physical, went to the net. And, you know, he made $14 million in his career, according to Cap Friendly, which seems like a lot, but he played for a decade, you know? It's $14 million. You think of that now. If you, if you, make, if you play a decade of hockey, like $14 million would be pretty fucking low. Yeah, right? yeah. So, it would be low now. 100%, 100%. Again, we hope the story isn't true. We hope that that's not the case because fuck racism, real talk. But we have to listen. We have to listen. And I, I know that this is coming from me and I, I've, I've admittingly so, even when this stuff was happening with Bill Peters, we talk, I talk about it for 10 minutes and I, I, I just want to move on. Not because I didn't think it was serious or hurtful or just bullshit. It shouldn't be fucking happening. Racism and hockey, racism yeah. in the fucking world. But immediately, I just went on to like talk more about hockey, the game, what's going on with the ice, the the athletes, the the games better than it's ever been. But right now, in, in this in this scenario, and after coming back from Green Lake and having that that trip, that trip, that trip, real talk, that it's trip. time to slow down and and unlearn and learn. Ironically, do a little bit of both Definitely. right now. I think a lot of people need to kind of get Slow rid of their old, their old notions that they used to have, man. 
Straight up, man. Straight up. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Sorry. We'll put the link in the bio. Donate, donate, donate if you can. Next on the docket, because we don't have to run ads. I don't think we have to run ads yet. Yo, SB Nation Vox, if you're listening to this and you're disappointed with what I just acknowledged, I'm sorry, but I tried I tried putting an ad in the last episode. There was no ad. So we're going to keep it rolling, okay? Sipping on a 40 on the Nux Misconduct Network. Max Kellerman, the NHL, is not a top four team sport or sports league in North America, according to Max Kellerman. Yeah, a week hurt, later, hurt. a week hurt. later, did it hurt? It hurt, yeah. I didn't like it. Why? Didn't like one bit. Why did it hurt? Because the NHL is one of the top four, man, easily in terms of ratings. Fucking for sure. For sure, bad. I mean, I guess it, I wonder what the argument is. If maybe he's including like individual sports. No, he's not. He's not. You know, this is this is what happened. This is what happens. Okay, we do a lot of talking on here. Things things come out. It's not that I think he completely meant that statement, but based on the fact that the NHL is in that four spot, in that four spot, it's in that vulnerable position where it can get knocked off. It's like it's like relegation. Yeah. So (laughs) if, if. if Kellerman was going down that route where he just felt like snapping off on the NHL, which he did, which he did, he said what he said at the end of his banter, and you could just look at the dude's face. He doesn't he doesn't believe what he just said. But it came up for a reason, because once again, the NHL is in that four spot. Now, Trevor, baseball may not come back this offseason. Well, this offseason, this season at all. It just feels like the offseason, doesn't it? We're, it we're, does, the summer's yeah. coming up. Baseball may not come back. It may just have a canceled season. We've tried saying this the whole year, and we really mean it. It is time this year for the NHL to get that three spot. It really is. It really is. After these comments, I fucking hope it does. I'm praying that it does. It's going to take time, but I do think it's going to get there. No, let's have it right now. now, Let's have the moment right now. Hopefully. Let's have the moment right now. We have, what, five rounds of, sorry, five rounds of NHL playoffs. Five rounds of NHL playoffs. The first round of the NHL playoffs in previous years, most most exciting round of playoff action across the board. And, and realistically, this year, we have two first rounds. Two first rounds. The playing round and then the real first round where you have a batch of teams who haven't played games yet. It's going to feel like first round games for them. It's going to be crazy. The hockey's going to be great. Yeah. Oh, it, it, looks, it looks great on paper. Is there part of you, though, that wonders, you know, if baseball cancels the season and the NHL doesn't? Is the NHL being smart by taking advantage of a gap in the market, or are they being careless because of the health hazards? No, I think I think it's because the NHL and the NBA they've they're already they've already done their work. We're trying to do their work. They're trying to get everything straight, and they're they're making their plan. Like July is going to happen. I think why it may get canceled in baseball is because MLB players they don't want to get their their pay cut. They don't want that happening, and also. It has something to do with rhythm and baseball players and short seasons not being a thing, not being possible for these baseball players. It's funny because they play so many fucking games. Yeah, but and yeah. they, you know, it's it's something that I don't know much about, but just based on my listenings, I mean, yo, I don't know if there's anyone that listens to more podcasts than... Than Kyle Bowen. Because that's not trying to brag. It's just... Uh, Ladies. For some reason, music hasn't been... Hasn't been with me for hours on days, you know? Just It's just there. Walk my dog. But other than that, it's it's audible in podcasts. And a lot of the sports podcasts, the American ones, they, they know that baseball may not come back. And it's they always allude to the fact that they're just running out of time. Like 80 games won't work. 50 games won't yeah. work. I don't know why. But it 
they allude to rhythm. Yeah, that's interesting. I see what you mean, man. Yeah, the NHL, NBA, almost done their seasons. Man, I hope hockey comes back, and I hope they can jump into that three spot because I do think, especially all the cheating that's gone on in baseball in the past couple of years, I do think it's a bit of a dinosaur sport in general in terms of entertainment. I know hockey came after baseball. Baseball is a time-old tradition. But, you know, you know, I think basketball is a great example of a sport that started later in North America and has risen to prominence and has overtaken baseball. It, it wasn't until in the last 20, 30, maybe even 40 years that basketball has become more popular than baseball. You know, but baseball was yeah. baseball's in that number one spot for a long time. Yeah, it just uh, it's something something that happened that that I can't resonate to. I think it's because it's fucking boring compared to basketball and baseball. It's, or basketball yeah, and, football. and I just don't watch baseball. I just don't watch baseball and I don't understand the logistics about when or when not the league is doing well. <laughs> We're talking about numbers. When we talk about salary cap, I mean, these players get paid, paid way more, way more than I would eat than way more than what the, the biggest, how many baseball players are making $20 million? I really want to know. I feel as if 10%, 15% of the league is. That, that's a lot of money, but that's yeah. just the money that we've seen thrown around when, when they do their little recaps for free agency. We see those fat contracts, and it's been happening. It's been happening. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, man, I wonder if you're right on that. I was going to say, no, you're, you're way too high at first, but some of the highest-paid players in baseball, $37 million for yeah. the highest-paid dude in baseball and Mike Trout, man. There's so. a lot of positions, bro. There's a lot of positions. You got all those outfield. Why are we talking about baseball? It's fucking a hockey podcast. You know what? I, I don't mean this. But I do mean this, okay? Because if Kellerman can go on ESPN's first take in front of America and say that the NHL, our sport, is not in the top four, then I'm going to say this. Yo, fuck the MLB. Yeah, no, straight up. I completely agree. I, I, think, I do think it's the, the MLB is sport. not exciting compared to the NHL. No, it's not even close. Did I really just say fuck the MLB? Yeah, you did. And I like it, man. I feel like I'm rubbing off on you. Well, if Kellerman can do that in front of, in front of his people and, and talk shit about the... Uh, the NHL and, and just the state of baseball, we're really trying to get that three spot. We don't want to be in those those banters that lead to embarrassing statements about our sport that a lot of Americans don't care about. Yeah, no, you're And you know what? The, right. the, the other side of that is like, why are you, why are you paying attention to those that, that don't care about your sport? I care because the NHL has had three lockouts since I've been on this earth. Three lockouts. That's a lot, bro. That's a lot. That's embarrassing. That's pathetic. It shouldn't be happening to one of the best sports in the world. So I do care. And the, uh, you know, the stature of this league, perception of this league, it matters to me. So don't be saying that shit. But it is within reason because the NHL is in that four spot. And it's been there for a long time. Yeah, they are climbing, man. I think we talked about it before. But, you know, you look at ratings. Uh, the, the NHL still has a long ways to go to catch MLB in terms of ratings, you know, TV, streaming, whatever. Um, but the NHL is, is climbing up and the MLB has fallen down over the past decade. So there's a, there's yeah. a, sl a small sliver of hope, I suppose. But you're right. Maybe this summer is a big opportunity for the Dude, NHL to step MLB, up. MLB, yo, the MLB should be, should, should be kicked to the fourth spot, to the fifth spot. We're talking about a league run by cheaters since I've watched the, the MLB. Okay. So my, not, not watch the MLB since I watched sports again, they're in the cycle. They're in the highlight packages. There's still stories. You know why there's always stories about baseball? Not because the Blue Jays are good and and, tr and the whole the whole country of Canada learns about it. No, it's because there's always been cheaters. Steroid yeah. users. Yep. Cheaters, cheaters, cheaters. Yo, the Houston Astros. We're talking about champions. 
champions of that league get caught in a huge cheating scandal. Huge. <laughs> what? That should happen in beer league, yo. You know what I'm saying? The MLB really get that third spot. Yo, NHL, if you're listening to this, go grab it. Go grab it. Go grab it. Go get that bronze medal. Yeah, we're down for that here on the Knoxville Content Network. One of the reasons that uh, Kyle and I got into podcasting just to grow this fucking game. And uh, MLB help us out by just continuing to suck. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Who would win in a fight, Trevor? Okay, we're, let's say this happens. Let's say this happens. You and I are in an alley. Well, let's say we're at the pint, okay? Shout out to Vancouver. We're at the pint. We're in that piss alley right beside the pint. You know, someone's having a smoke. We're just talking, okay? Two guys come up to us or two gals. But in this case, we'll say two guys just because, you know, we, we might have to fight here, okay? <laughs> they come up to us and they have baseball bats and they're like, yo, we know you two are the ones that said fuck the MLB. And then we pull out two hockey sticks. Yeah. Out of our ass. Who's winning that fight? The people with the baseball fight, uh, ba baseball bat, or the hockey sticks? I mean, on, I'm if it's baseball bat versus hockey sticks, I'm probably going the baseball bat. No, hockey sticks got the longer reach though. Yeah, yeah you can is. fuck people. Here's up what, with here's that what would have stick. to happen though, man. If you want to fight hockey style, if these two guys came up with baseball bats, I would be like, we're gonna fight hockey style, man. Drop, drop. the fucking bat. Drop the fucking gloves. Let's go. Oh, Fist to cuffs. No baseball, y'all. That's one thing, man. Baseball players, and again, this is just what I've what I've seen through through the highlights, and we see the baseball brawls. I'm not a fighter, but I'll say this: <laughs> baseball players don't know how to fight. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. It's I feel as if watch. one in every fifty brawls, you know, there, there are punches being landed, reasonable fights happening. Again, not a fighter, but I've seen many NHL fights. And even though, even though people don't like to talk about NHL fights, I know, I know, it's old news, but it's still part of the game. Yeah. Somehow, some way, somehow, some way, you know, that's another interesting thing to think about. It's, it's that time in our lives where we'll look back and people will have no idea what we're talking about when it comes to fighting, being the NH, being in the NHL. Now, Trevor and I, we did most of our early hockey watching early 2000s so fighting is still relevant in the game yeah. and it's still there and it's still happening in barbarian fashion to some capacity but in that 90s era in the late 80s era even go back to the late 70s <laughs> that was something else that was those were those were fucking all out street fights on ice yeah oh the 80s is nuts man I, I was watching a bit of that uh, uh while i was doing this canuck playoff series ranking on i was doing on Uxbus conduct and yeah there's some crazy brawls between you know even in the i couldn't find find the actual clip but in the 1982 stanley cup finals i, I know i've seen it before with the islanders and the canucks in game one had a huge fucking brawl you look at the penalty minutes there was like a couple hundred penalty minutes in that game Okay, Let's so talk about game one of the Stanley Cup Finals. You know, in this new NHL, in this day and age, there's almost never fighting. There's some physicality, but there's usually never fighting in the playoffs. We're not just talking about fighting. We're talking about fucking brawls in the Cup Final. Bro, admittingly so, I'm not a fighter. But if I'm in the NHL in the 80s and there's a line brawl happening, like, what do you think my chances are? Let's grab, grab, no, you're, you're, you go to the gym all the time, man. You're fine. No, but that's one thing, bro. Yo, 
That don't fucking matter, bro. Jordan. It don't matter. The smallest dude could knock me out. I know it. I know it. I know it. If they knew how to fight. Well, if they knew I, how to fight. Well, then just grab someone and don't be a pussy, I guess. Because you, <laughs> you you're can't, pretty you, much you, fucked. You, you, you can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't turtle up. No, you can't, you can't turtle. turtle up. No. You got to get in there and, and duke it out for your team. I tried to fight once and the dude turtled. When I was like 10 years old, though, so they broke <laughs> it up pretty fast. <laughs> I fought a dude on a, on a lawn during a street hockey game. That's how nice. we used to play. You know, if you, if you went on someone's lawn, it was full contact and it just led to a, a brawl. Nice. But nice. it was good times. It was great because the fight was good and we were just laughing after. Wow. What a Canadian hockey moment. Hockey players are just <laughs> back then, just an interesting breed of athlete. <laughs> Real talk. There, there were so many players just scoring bingos, 25 to 40 goals a season and just just handing out what? A hundred penalty minutes on their sheet every year. You know, how about Tiger Williams? Tiger Williams that used to have like 300 penalty minutes a season. And he was like a, he was kind of like a Milan Lucic at the time, you know? We're talking about a guy who would score a bunch of goals and put up all those penalty minutes. I mean. Yeah. I, again, nice again, in, in the future when, when it is extinct and it's, and it's heading that way. What did that happen? What did that happens? What in five years, 10 years, 20 years? I do believe in my lifetime that that fighting won't be part of the game and just to have those conversations is, is people are just not going to believe you. Yeah, it's so nuts, man. Look, look at this one. <laughs> in in 1980-81, when Tiger Williams first joined the Canucks, he had 35 goals, 62 points, and 343 penalty minutes. Bro, in, in, the, in the cup run in 1982, he had 116 penalty minutes in 17 games. Yo, like some of the league leaders in the NHL now in like 70 games have 116 penalty minutes. This guy put up 116 penalty minutes in 17 games. Yeah, that's what a different uh, time, man. Different time, different time in the game. Before we leave, Trevor, you want to talk about the the top playoff series in Canucks history? Well, Yo. I just really just want to ask you one question about this, man. Hey, so, ask, ask away. Again, I've been ranking the every playoff series in Canucks history based on the emotional pull of it. Uh, and I just wanted to ask you this, man. Aside from some of the top ones, obviously the, the Cup Finals and uh, the 2011 Chicago series, what is what stands out to you in your mind as like maybe the most emotional playoff series in Canucks history? Emotional playoff series, that's maybe not one of the top ones, like something that's a little it would, different. It has to be round one against Calgary back in 04. Yeah, I'm was glad. It 04? I'm glad you said that one, man. So I, I, again, just to tease the list a bit, I, I'm on part two. Just came out earlier this week. Part three is coming out. That's the top ten. Uh, I do have that 2004 series in the top 10 because that was an emotional fucking series. It was, man. It was. It was just a a weird time in in my life as a sports fan because there there I was with with my fandom for what the fourth year, right? Starting 2000. That's 2004, and, and I just had it good. I, I've had it good. I, I start loving sports. And my team is the Vancouver Canucks, my city, and they have two of the best what five players in the NHL. Todd Bertuzzi and Marcus Naslin. Now, this year, Bertuzzi, he punches Steve Moore, knocks him out. He's not there. So it's a mo that's the first time in my, again, fandom that I just felt not hurt, but confused. Confused. Yeah. I remember that happening, and I don't even know how old I was. Well, you that would was, have what, been 11. 11 Maybe years. Maybe just turned 11, yeah. Yeah, grade five. I remember. Yeah. And uh, I just asked him, my dad, like, is he... Uh, <laughs> How long is he out for? How, how long is Bertuzzi going to be suspended for and get, or get in trouble for? My dad's called it all year. He's never coming back. And I just remember being heartbroken because <laughs> yeah, here's yeah. a guy who broke his neck, Steve Moore, and I'm here just, fuck. 
Yo, I remember but, but I, our, what, our best player. Yo, back then I was just like, yeah, what's Steve Moore hit Nazlo? Like, yo, I was such like a fanboy too. Like, oh, it was obviously a brutal 100%, incident. 100%, but I was just like, 100%. Producing everyone that did that, if you know. Bro, in grade five, in grade five, the next morning, we're having a debate in our classroom on which side you're on. And I remember our really? teacher, I remember our teacher, she was on it, bro. She's like, you can't be on Todd Bertuzzi's, you can't be on Todd's side. That's assault. You can't be doing that during your occupation, during your job. That's assault. She was, uh, she knew, she knew, she did a good job. Cause it was, it, okay, assault. I'm not the smartest dude, okay? But you can't be doing that. Yeah, he knocked out, <laughs> he knocked out an unsuspecting victim. I mean, that's, yeah, that's in, not good. in the game of hockey. Yeah. At a young age though, you're just hoping there's a chance. You know, give them the regular season. Maybe they'll be nice and he'll be back for the playoffs. So when that when that series began, I was already at a you know emotional point in my in my fandom, and mm -hmm. I hated Calgary. And it was an emotional game. That game seven was insane. Oh, bro, game seven roller coaster. Matt Cook, Jovo in the penalty box, Marcus Naslin flying, and just that game was crazy, bro. I yo, I, I kid you not. I was I was watching that with my grandma, just laying on her bed watching it while my whole family was in the living room watching it. But I watched it with my grandma because I was stressed. I was stressed at eleven years old. I didn't want to watch. You know what? You know what I'm saying? Game seven. I was that my first real o two o three. What was happening? Oh no, that that happened before. Yeah, game seven's happened before. St. Louis, right? Yeah. O two o three. Okay, and and Minnesota. Yeah. Two games. That's all I had right? in my life. Yo, I was experienced. It makes sense now. It makes sense why I was watching that in a bedroom and not with my family because I was stressed at 11. At 11, okay? I can't watch the game with anyone. I got to be with my grandma. Are you serious? That's, that's the one who had to be a hockey fan, man. That's the one who had to be a hockey fan right there. Sports fan. Our sports fan. You're right about that. Yeah, Unless man. you're a baseball fan. No drama there. Yeah, man. That series, uh, emotional, heartbreaking. Just heartbroken. Yeah. I remember just... Uh, that was it. That was it for a lot of people around our age in Vancouver. That was a moment. To see Matt Cook score that goal with a couple seconds left, that feeling, that's the first time you felt that. We that's all, the first time you felt we that. We all felt like Jovanovski in the penalty oh, box yes. there. Oh, good, yes. Good way to say it. Good way to say it. Good way to say it. Man, oh, man. Man, oh, man. Was yeah. it good to watch Calgary lose against Tampa? I was camping. Oh, I was man. camping, and there was one, uh, there was one little hut. I, it wasn't even a cabin. It was more of like the... Uh, the shopping center at the campsites, you know? And they had a TV, so it was nice to see to, uh, Tampa win that. Yeah, I think I've told you this story before. Maybe this is a good funny story to end on, but uh, games, game one, oh, sorry, no, sorry, it was game seven of Calgary and Tampa. My mom, five foot one, she was in Calgary for a work conference. She's, awesome. in, she's in a bar watching game seven. And my whole family's cheering for Tampa Bay because, you know, fuck Calgary. Yeah. So my mom's in a bar in Calgary, game seven, Stanley Cup final, Tampa scores first. My mom goes, yes! <laughs> And everyone in the bar looks at her. But thankfully, she's like five foot one and 100 pounds. And like she knew she kind of made a mistake, but like just her fandom of cheer for Tampa Bay, in that moment, she screamed out, yes. Who was it? Ruslan Fedotenko, a second goal of the game? I think Dude, so, yeah. What a, what a performance. What a performance. Yeah. I, know we had, I know we had two. The Cavalier made that play and then fed it over to Fedotenko. Yeah. He roofed it. Calgary made it 2 1 in the third, I think. But, um, yeah, that was just an emotional time. Damn, we ended on that note. It is what it is. Sipping on a 40. Sipping on a 40. Okay, out of what, 742? There's probably, what, 756 Canucks podcast now. It's been yeah, a game since so. that stat yeah. came out. This one is, uh, I'm just going to say it's the best. Hands I've, down. I've been listening, it's my favorite one. I've been listening to uh, Kendrick Lamar. I 
I love myself. Should we should we play that song for the people? Why not, man? You know what? We're gonna end off with that song, and I'm just gonna blast it, man. I'm gonna blast it. Trevor's back in the studio. Did a couple episodes on the other network. Yes, the other network. If you know if you know what I'm talking about, go check out the other network too. Just follow us. Kyle Bowen, K Y L E B H A W A N. Trevor Beggs, T R E V O R O R. I think I said that right. B E G G S. You got it. Meanwhile, Canada on the other network. But this one right here, very important. Nux misconduct. Hey, shout out, shout out to Bondi. Shout out to Bondi. Shout out to Bondi. He sent the dude. message. He sent the message. He wanted the people to know. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Yo, listen to Anson Carter. And just slow down. Slow down with your assumptions. Slow it down. Unlearn and, un- and just learn. It just It's one of those times, yo. It's one of those times. Anson Carter, we really hope that wasn't the case. Also, Anson Carter, if that's all it was, $100,000, we have no right to be mad at you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go yeah. sign with Columbus because that's, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. That's, that just, uh, that's, that's not what he deserved. 33 yeah, goals, no, most that's, exciting that's player. Terrible. 100 yeah. grand. Man, oh man, it is what it is. Sipping on a 40. Subscribe to the network. Four shows. Yeah, four shows now. We're back to four shows. Hell yeah, man. Hockey season's coming back, baby. What's up? What's up? Have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. We don't know when you're listening to this, but we, yes, we appreciate it. Peace. This is a world. This is a world. This is a world. I have been through a whole lot. Trial, tribulation, but I know God. Satan wanna put me in a bow tie. Pray that the holy water don't go dry, yeah, yeah. As I look around me, so many motherfuckers wanna tell me. But they know me gon' never drown me. In front of a dirty double mirror, they found me. And I love myself. The world is a ghetto, big guns and big